0: You're listening to episode 128 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas Podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24 hour a day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM
1: Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of the
0: road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas.
1: To be clear, don't write bad reviews on iTunes just to amuse us. <laughs> I, I As I was editing last week's show, I was like, oh, fuck, this, this could turn bad real quick, <laughs> <laughs> knowing our, uh, our listeners. But I'd like to start off the show with saying how disappointed I am in Scott of Vital Vegas. He released multiple April Fool's stories via his blog, and I, I got to be honest with you, I've lost a little bit of respect for his humor's taste level, so much <laughs> that we can't be seen to be affiliated with such humor. So we are removing Vital Vegas from our friends of the show section on the blog for a week. <laughs> like taking off our blog is a, is a huge penalty, but... Uh, <laughs> no one will notice. Yeah, I, I know, including him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because people have questioned our taste level before, but mm-hmm. it is common knowledge that April Fool's pranks are the Down Syndrome Morning Zoo radio version of funny, Brian. They're, they're, <laughs> oh. they're the Aspergers of humor. Okay. Asperger's, burgers. That's great. They are the they are the aborted, malfunctioned fetus of comedy, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> they are the well endowed, child molesting priest with aids of knock knock jokes, Brian. Oh my
0: god! Yeah.
1: That's Let's start so, the show.
0: <laughs> that's so bad.
1: <laughs> it is bad, but that is that is how bad April Fool's jokes are. Thank they not, you. Brian? Are they not?
0: I suppose it's a pretty apt description. All all of the above. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right well we better we better do a show of some kind um, <laughs> better be good after that <laughs> yeah, about the about the random Vegas
1: Las Vegas official birthday is May 15th 1905 we got that via the Vegas mate app I was tooling around in, and they're out of out of boredom you know one of those things just trying to burn some time and, and I found that now the reason I find that particularly cool is because May 15th is also my birthday and it absolutely boggles my mind to think what the odds are of the billions of people on this planet that a guy who loves the city so much he creates one of the most popular podcasts about the destination and he just so happens to have the same birthday as as the city that he that he fell head over heels in love with
0: that's a -a quinkadink right there yeah
1: now that being said i shared that last bit of private information against my better judgment the only reason i did is because of how i i did destiny fulfilling i I found it how how amusing i found it now despite the vast amounts of information that we share in the show you would think that i don't you know i think pretty much everything is is up for for conversation but there are a few things that i consider to be private and that is one of them and i i guard it pretty fiercely
0: that's true yeah uh
1: so i ask sincerely that it be left private i don't care to share why i have such an aversion to acknowledgement of my birthday but i do ask that you please respect it please don't send me any birthday wishes you know when that date comes around i understand the argument of wanting to celebrate the birth of someone that you care about but the most meaningful thing that you could do for me is to not regard that date and as further confirmation i consider you one of my best friends on the planet i don't think you've ever wished me happy birthday
0: no never yeah I wouldn't insult you like that. It, it's
1: one of those things that it, I, I have. I've, I've not been shy about sharing my idiosyncrasies. It's one that I have, and it's one that I'm pretty fierce about. So the only reason, think about it, three years, this is the first time I've ever mentioned it mm-hmm. uh, on, Yeah, on that's show. true. The only reason I did it is because I thought, how cool is that? I, and, I, and I didn't even know it, just stumbling upon it. That's the only reason I shared it. Please, seriously, let it just fade away. And
0: kind of That's kind of cool, though. Isn't it? That is neat yeah it
1: was funny because karen was like why listen if you don't want anyone to acknowledge it or do anything i don't you're you're just i I think you're just you're kind of asking for it yeah exactly and i'm like you know what i'll i'll risk that just because that to me was absolutely amazing nothing short of amazing that what are the odds and pretty slim i'd say yeah so there you go (laughs) (laughs) cool how about the vegas mate review of the week This week's review is Tony S.'s April 3rd review of tender steak and seafood at Luxor. He gave it five out of five chips.
0: Yeah, Tony wrote, great steakhouse that is underappreciated. Used a My Vegas $75 voucher off a minimum $150 bill, but alcohol counts towards the bill. My wife and I both had the filet, amazing cut of meat. The prices are a few dollars cheaper than other steakhouses you'll find at places like Mandalay Bay or Bellagio. Yet service and food quality were just as good, hence the reason I say this place is underrated. Same meal, would have run closer to 300 elsewhere. We got out of there for 225 before our voucher. If you're looking for a quality steakhouse, give this place serious consideration.
1: I'm a big fan of it. Other than the pushy photographer that was there, I thought the food was fantastic. It's I think the cheese and wine sampling is a, is a staple of Vegas. There's just something really awesome about it. Yeah, you're
0: a big fan of that cheese and wine plate. Well,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, other than the food, the ambiance, the chairs, the it, it's just so awesome. Hanging out in this relaxed, cool environment and looking out over Luxor's Casino, I think it's fantastic. If any, if you haven't tried it, I would recommend it.
0: I'm a fan of cheese too, so yes, I like cheese. Mm. All right, well, that's a good review. How about the whip pick of the week?
1: You know, I think if Luxor were at Center Strip, I would live at that property. I absolutely love the building, the unique look of the casino floor, cool. yeah. the use of the black glass, just all of it. The running lights, the beam—it just, it really gets my attention and. I don't know if it's, you know, one of those first love things, but I do love that property, at least in theory. I'm really happy, though, that we found things like Tender and Tacos and Tequila and Pyramid Cafe that give us a reason to go there more, because other than the first trip that, I mean, Luxor, as I've said before, brought me to Vegas. That building was so Mm -hmm. interesting. I I had to go see it. So that is why this uh, this picture this week uh, is the winner, despite all the new picks from the High Roller, at Luxor LV gave us this one and it is simply mesmerizing. All it is, is it's just the pyramid. It's at night set against a darkening sky that is just enough contrast to allow you to appreciate the structure. This is the framed poster worthy type
0: picture. And I, I can't thank Luxor enough for sharing it. Yeah, it's a fantastic picture. And as always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put it up on our Flickr page and Pinterest page. Featured on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show. All right, with the opening out of the way, let's get into the news. Our first piece of news for this week, we've got some details on Caesars and the, how they are beginning their debt implosion.
1: Yeah, it's this actually a lot of news this week is, is a whole lot of things finally coming crashing down around people. And uh, let's start it off with Caesars. We've mocked some of their recent financial moves and, you know, that they've done with the affiliates that are really nothing more than divisions of themselves. But apparently some of their debt holders are unhappy with that as well. Caesars recently received a letter from a law firm representing some debt holders who feel the transfer of properties to affiliates a breach of fiduciary duty to the creditors and are demanding the deals be rescinded. Specifically, the quote sale of Planet Hollywood, Caesars online gaming division and their future Baltimore project, as well as more recently, the sale of Quad, Cromwell, Bally's and the New Orleans Harris were sold to Caesars growth partners. Now, try to follow the bouncing ball of bullshit on this one. In 2013, Caesars Entertainment created Caesars Acquisition Company, a separately traded entity. Caesars Acquisition Company was created so it could partner with Caesars Entertainment and invest in Caesars Growth Partners. Caesars Growth Partners was created in 2013 to help Caesars continue to focus on asset acquisition. Basically, what got them into this $20 billion mess. Right. hmm Caesars Entertainment, the real company, owns 58% of Caesars Growth Partners, and the other 42% is owned by Caesars Acquisition Company, the made-up company. How does a made-up company get money to buy all those properties? Well, Caesars Growth Partners is currently seeking to raise $1.33 billion in loans to finance the Bally's Quad Cromwell and Nola Harris deal. So (laughs) Caesars is looking for a loan to purchase four properties they already own and the proceeds of which will go to help Caesars pay down the loans they got to cover the original loans they got to purchase the properties in the first place. (laughs) 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 Lastly, the debt holder's letter also questioned another deal that happened last year but didn't get as much press as the aforementioned deals. This one saw Caesars Entertainment Corp. transfer the Octavius Tower and Project Link assets to another made-up company, Caesars Entertainment Resort Properties. Finally, the letter claims that Caesars is insolvent and they are trying to improperly transfer valuable assets. Caesars responded via email saying, Get ready for this shit. <laughs> The transactions we agreed to followed a rigorous and independent process led by a special committee comprised solely of independent directors. No word if, if Caesars created the independent special committee, though. <laughs> they went on to say, We strongly believe that there is no merit to the allegations being made and will defend ourselves vigorously and seek appropriate release. Release.
0: <laughs> I'm always you, seeking appropriate release. That's right.
1: You will jerk us off if it comes down to it. <laughs> Back to their quote. And seek appropriate relief should any action be brought against the company. Because Caesars will pretty much do anything for cash at this point, as we've seen, include making up bullshit companies. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Tony at 360 Legal Lounge has promised to follow this development, give us updates as we learn more. I would imagine we can expect a new segment covering this far more comprehensively than I did. And and intelligently. Oh, wow. Thank you for... Taking a shot at my my intelligence, Brian. I thought that was quite witty. You didn't like the writing on that one? No, no, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it was
0: it was adequate. I just wanted. To, yeah, it was. You know, it was. I guess what I could expect from you. Um, <laughs> no, I was actually just trying to um, further build Tony up at your expense. Oh well, there you go. Uh, That's fair enough. Uh, unnecessary, but. True, true, but
1: regardless,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have self-confidence to go around. Yeah, no, that's no problem. You share, you share. That's right. All right, well, on to our next story, which is the uh, Riverboat Roulette at Golden Gate. All right,
1: this week, Golden Gate unveiled Riverboat Roulette. It's basically regular roulette, but now you can bet on colors. (laughs) Considering the placement of these bets on the felt, it may appear that the colors are affiliated with the numbers they reside by, similar to the first, second, third, twelves bet. However, they have nothing to do with one another. Vegas Shatter shared the details that these colors are instead distributed unevenly throughout the 38 potential numbers on the wheel. Orange and blue each have five slots on the wheel. Purple and red each have four. Teal and yellow each have three. White has a total of eight spots. And like craps, the payouts vary based on the odds of you landing on the color. So the payouts are as follows. Blue and orange are seven to five. Purple and red are eight to five, teal and yellow are two to one, and white is seven to two. Now here's the cool part. If the ball lands on a color that you didn't bet on, excluding white, you push with the house and you get your bet back. However, if it lands on a white and you didn't bet white, you lose. And even in this version of roulette, you lose on green, AKA zero and double zero. You know, what amuses me. (laughs) Blackjack recently just added three-card poker like a year ago. Roulette now has that double ball version, and now they've got this. It's almost like they're intentionally focusing on getting the craps people to play other games. It's like, come on, look look at
0: all the things we're doing over here. Look, it's mm-hmm.
1: interesting. It's fun. Yay.
0: <laughs> it's exciting. What we're doing here is cool. You should come back now.
1: Right. So many things. No, not enough. No. <laughs>
0: what, about, what, if we, what if we put colors? Right. What <laughs>
1: <Multiple> about colors?
0: <laughs> it sounds kind of cool about like it sounds like you just have more opportunity not to lose quite as often
1: i agree it's not like three card poker where i think that is crazy for people to do when they're playing black it just it's like you're just throwing cash away because you want to gamble on more things whereas mm-hmm. this just seems like another thing
0: that you can play for the more frugal gambler yeah if you will
1: yeah, yeah. and i will even, even if you won't right <laughs> either way you're gonna have to deal with that.
0: that's right Alright, well that's That's kind of cool We'll kind of see if that sticks around for a while Moving on to our next story We've got some information on the Blue Man Group And their onstage experience
1: Yeah, since all the cool shit is onstage Why the hell would you want to go backstage? So the, the Blue Man Group is now offering a 90 minute onstage experience Vital Vegas, share the details You get to come onstage Check out the various instruments And even get a music lesson on the PVC instruments You get to mess with the marshmallow toss I'm not really sure what that is But I'm sure it's zany considering it's Blue Man Group (laughs) <laughs> the package includes premium view tickets to the show, which don't have to be on the same day as the experience. You also get a post-show meet-and-greet. What the hell would that be like with Blue Man Group? They're mutes. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if they would. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they wouldn't keep that thing going. But, you know, when they're always out, they do. So, mm-hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you also get a free cocktail, a T-shirt, and an unspecified souvenir. Hopefully it's a koozie. <laughs> well, who wouldn't? It's a Jabbawockeez koozie. Yeah, they still have them left over from the 10 days. <laughs> They're just trying to get rid of them. Right.
0: <laughs> you got all these extra koozies. So. Yeah.
1: The tour is available <laughs> only on Sunday at 2 p.m. And the package must be purchased by noon the Friday before the experience
0: i hate koozies too by the way i don't even know why when i when i said that way back when when i was joking about that i don't even know why i chose koozie it just seemed it seems appropriate for a show that you go to see in a parking lot <laughs> you know what where there is a really nice diner
1: restaurant place just down the corner from us here and i've i mean it's one of those things that a lot of the locals go to all the time and we go to it all the time and I've actually seen older folks that go there all the time with koozies for their for the beers that they're purchasing at the bar.
0: <laughs> I don't, you got to make sure they stay cool and your hand doesn't get uncomfortably cold. It's so weird to me. It's like, I, I, I know you're
1: not consuming that slowly, so I'm not really sure why you really need to make sure that that thing stays cold. I, uh, I agree. I have some of them, but I, I seldom use them. I only use the bottle ones. I don't really use the canned ones.
0: I know some people, like, I remember when I was younger, and I, I lived in the city, like, I lived in Chicago, like, in the city, and I had I had some friends whose parents were rough as hell, man. Like, one, one of the guys was, like, a, he was this real blue-collar, yeah, yeah. you know, union-working guy. Nothing, you know, not saying anything bad yeah, about yeah. that, just saying he was a hard-working guy, and he was kind of a, he kind of have a blue, blue-collar mentality, is what I mean to say. Right. So... I remember whenever he would come home, he'd be like firing up a twelve pack of beers, ready to go each night. You know, right? Always guaranteed to be in a koozie. Guaranteed. It's, it's, there are some
1: people who fucking—it's like everything revolves around that fucking. Like you know how some people get real, real tight about making sure you're using coasters and shit. There are some people who are just like, uh, why would you consume something that isn't in a koozie? It could you're not be. Not using a koozie. Do you not realize it could be cooler? It could be cooler. <laughs>
0: It makes holding it a lot more comfortable. Right. I could so look well. less cool, but the drink would be cool. <laughs> I hate the ones, too, where they try to make it look like a little three-quarter zip fleece. Oh, it's got a little zipper on it. Yeah. Isn't I, that cute?
1: <laughs> I don't mind that as much as the ones that are, like, basketball, like the ones that have sleeves on them, like a basketball <laughs> jersey. <laughs> either so, a basketball jersey or baseball jersey. <laughs>
0: so stupid. Oh. I like, and here, I'm gonna, I might catch some fire for this one, but I don't give a shit. Go for it. Like, people who put clothes on their dogs. <laughs> Oh, my God. They have fucking fur. They evolved to have fur for that reason. You don't need to clothe them. I understand maybe if they don't have hair, if you shave them for some reason. I don't know why you do that, but some people do it. Uh, then I can understand. But if they have fur, why the hell are you putting a fucking coat on them?
1: Well, and, and or a sweater. I, I'm sure I'm inferring this. Either that or I am... I've got some dog whisperer qualities. Or or I actually have the ability to just notice suffering. But every time I look at a dog and
0: one of those things, it's like they kinda of look at you like, dude, fuck you. Like and some of them just have moved on. They're just like, shit, again, all right, right. <laughs> like sh- come on man, shut up. I rolling around in my own shit so I can get this off. Right, dude, if I could take it off, I fucking would. All right. <laughs> I know this looks stupid, but what do you want me to do? I can't take it off. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, most of the dogs I see, and you know, these are just my own experiences, but every dog I see with a fleece on or whatever the fuck it's wearing, it's like struggling to get out of it. They're
1: just tolerating it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I love is how cats react to it. Cats are like, "Fuck you, I'm not moving. Fuck you." (laughs) They just lay there, dead weight. I'm I'm not moving, and you can go to hell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll die here, motherfucker. (laughs) You or me, motherfucker. All right, well, kind of in the same vein. Next story revolves around the Angel Perino downward spiral. I mean, the Vegas boob job is to
1: a person's (laughs) value what the tramp stamp is to a person's sexual promiscuity. The answer to both? Low. Wonderful. Thank you.
0: Very, very, very
1: well said. Yes, pathetic horror Angel Perino's downward spiral into obscurity and eventual drug-fueled suicide attempt, because let's be honest, she'll fail at that as well, Brian. (laughs) Her return to worthlessness continues this week when Absinthe announced that she will no longer be a part of the production despite being under contract until October. Now let's do a brief recap of the real-life sequel to Showgirls. Angel Perino was a nobody from Vegas trying desperately to be noticed. She was somehow affiliated with the production of Peep Show, but when Holly Madison came to town to star in the production, they befriended each other. Enter E's show Holly's World, a reality show following Holly and her life as a Vegas showgirl. One of the main characters on the show was Perino. During the show's run, Angel and Holly became quite close. In fact, Angel lived with Holly for a while after she had her bastard child. Angel's bastard child, not not Holly's. Mm -hmm. On the show, Angel demonstrated not only that... The only value she felt she had was as a fuck toy to anyone who could financially support her, but she complained about the size of her breasts. Demonstrating her sympathy and understanding for the need to have comically oversized breasts to achieve shortcut fame regardless of talent, including lack thereof, Holly offered to pay for those angels' breasts enlargement, or for angels' breasts enlargement. The well-documented yet still perplexing trend of people on reality shows becoming famous to some... The best angel was able to transition that little bit of pathetic exposure was into a three to four-minute act in absinthe a month after it opened. Interestingly enough, her act consisted of a giant balloon, a minute of prancing around like a mentally challenged cat.
0: is <laughs> frequently a referred
1: on. to, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 but clearly <laughs> unfamiliar with what is frequently referred to as sensuality. She eventually enters the fully inflated balloon, topless, albeit with pasties on. Side note: she couldn't even do that attractively. Brian, I saw this on YouTube. She takes the top off like she's getting into a fucking tanning bed. (laughs) Anyway, so she enters the balloon. No grace or anything. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to be articulate here, but it's literally her. You know, look at this giant balloon. Look at it. Oh, oh, look. Do you see my ass? I'm gonna shake it. I'm going to shake a little bit. I'm going to move over here. I'm still holding this balloon over my head. Like, it's magical. Oh, oh, oh. Now there are other people behind my ass. Shake it. Shake it. I'm like, what the... F- are you in heat? What the fuck are you doing? Anyway. All right. So, the act is she enters the balloon from the bottom. She exits from the top, deflating the balloon while doing it. Mm-hmm. And this showcases the extent of her talents. And she's been doing this for three years. Performing for three to four minutes, twice a night, topless, in a balloon, in a tent, in front of Caesars. In fact, the only other thing she's done noteworthy since Madison left Peep Show was fill in as the star of the show until they were able to find a real name to play the lead. She was eventually replaced by the cancer that ended the show's five-year run, Coco Austin. Yes, she was replaced as a better alternative by Coco Austin. Now... At some point, I'm not exactly sure, because to be honest with you, I I really haven't paid much attention to this. This was all research done from the, the article that was well written. But at some point, Holly and Angel had a falling out, and they are currently no longer friends. In fact, in an interview with the Las Vegas Sun in 2012, Madison remarked, quote, Did this person change because a little bit of fame went to their head? Or was this person just always fake to me the whole time and just wanted to use me for opportunities? So that brings us to now here's how this whole thing played out in the not too distant past angel began a relationship with a former cast member of absinthe who was fired after he was arrested on domestic violence charges against his wife disgruntled over people finding offense to spousal abuse he has ever since taken to regularly mocking the show and the current incarnation of the act that he was a part of Sometime last week, he decided to turn his attention to mocking the entire cast in an Instagram photo that showed everyone in the cast blurred out except Angel and proclaiming in so many words that Angel was the only thing people see in that promo shop. Reno enjoyed the comment enough that she retweeted it. A few days later, she deleted those tweets. A few days after that, they announced that she was leaving the show. <laughs> in the aftermath, Angel made sure to torch every bridge Holly Madison helped to build for her. She, of course, started out somewhat professional, stating that she, quote, "...could not possibly be more happy about this change." Now, here's a perfect example of somebody putting way too much value in having a bunch of Twitter followers and somehow using that as a benchmark for popularity. She said, quote, "...I am happy and proud that I helped get the production off the ground and bring it the popularity it received with my loyal fans." But I'm really excited to be moving on. Yes, because performing for eight minutes a night over two shows a day really prevents you from exploring other opportunities here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Get an idiot. Now the train started coming off the tracks when she went on to make the point of stating that she was not planning on renewing her contract when it expired in, in October. So it's it's that basically see, so if they didn't fire her, she's gonna she's gonna quit anyway. She was out anyway. Yeah. yeah so. so she went on to say that the show was in a downward spiral and not as good as it was when the original CEO left the company to work on other projects. Two little side points to that. Absinthe will celebrate its 1500th show this month and has been one of the strip's top draws for three years. Secondly, the former CEO simply transitioned to other projects due to the success of Absinthe. Now, Perino said she has, quote, several irons in the fire, which is code for I got nothing. (laughs) <laughs> and she is really excited to announce what's next very soon, which she alluded to possibly taking her away from Vegas because Brian, when you'll do anything for money, mobility is key. It's key. Well, you know, the porn
0: industry is a it's big in California. So. <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> for all the talentless idiots who attain celebrity for acting like fools in front of cameras, I do enjoy when one of them implodes and returns to their station in life. To be honest with you, listen, I, I mock this woman, and I, I've, I've given issues to breast implants, but it, it's my real issue is somebody who... I, I think part of the challenge of life is to figure out who you are as a person and accept it, faults and all. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, like there are so many people who get... I don't even necessarily have an issue with breast implants. I, I get that some people are like, listen, this is this is just whatever it is. My self-esteem is directly tied to this. But they get so comically ridiculous with it. It's like, oh, I've always had small breasts. Let me get fucking double Ds about it. And be, it's, it, uh, it just annoys me. It seems like rather than figure out who you are as a person and your value and what you bring to the table, you...
0: Are a worthless piece of shit like this. I, I just, well, you just make every possible effort to try to change who you really are to build upon what you think other people want you to be. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and that's, you know... Pathetic. You know, it, yeah. It, it is. It's a sad story, ultimately. You know, but she just has a shitty attitude about it. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you're like, ah, you know, I fucked up. Just... You know, own up to making a mistake, you know, if there's a mistake that's made or whatever. I, I personally uh, don't really care about where she goes or what she does. I've never seen Absinthe. I've heard it's a good show. Yeah. Would I see it if given the opportunity? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's not certainly because of her as any reason, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's, uh, just to even say that is absolutely asinine. That's what I mean by it. She's burning every bridge she can because yep. when you make such ridiculous statements that are clearly not true, who the fuck wants to work with your dumbass? Right. So, you know what I think it is more than anything is I'm just I think the reason I'm so aggravated is that they keep giving her press. I'm like, she doesn't have any fucking talent. You know, yeah. like I get when people who have some semblance of talent get you know whatever fame. Even if I don't like your talent, you know, it's like okay, well, yeah. you know, I get where you're going. This bitch has nothing.
0: Yeah, without without the exposure that Holly Madison provided at one point. Yeah. Uh, literally nothing. Yeah. So yep. fucker. All right. And in our final story, uh, Ballin for Ballers Airlines. You're going to love this. <laughs> when bottle
1: service, a high roller suite, and rupees can't overcompensate for your personality, fear not for a new option to throw. The only thing that really gives you any value is now here, Brian. It's called Love Cloud. <laughs> it's a service that now allows you to purchase the sad version of the Mile High Experience Club. <sighs> Which is weird because I always thought the appeal of the Mile High Club wasn't having sex in the air; it was having sex in a place you're not fucking supposed to.
0: <laughs> no, you don't agree? Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with it because I don't fit in a air, airplane bathroom by myself, as it is. <laughs> uh, you I'm know, a, it's, a little bit of a taller guy. So. It's
1: funny every time I go into one, I'm always like, "How the fuck do people fuck in here?" <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I yeah. get yeah. And nowadays, how like they're they're constantly monitoring that. I didn't even know that was possible anymore. I can't think that it is. I mean, maybe the
1: international ones that are like giant, you know, jets that have like two floors or something like that, maybe. But yeah, the big 747s. Right, right, right. Okay. So, for as little as $800, as little, right? <laughs> That's the base package, Brian. <laughs> you can purchase 40 minutes of fuck time in a twin engine Cessna 421 outfitted with a custom foam mattress and ambiance, Brian. Yes, if you don't have your own iPod worth of music, you can actually go into their library and create your own playlist. Ooh, fantastic. Right. Concerned that the Viagra is not kicked in, no worries. You can purchase longer packages or additional time. That does not mean a larger dick or any extensions. Uh potentially the most appealing part of the service is the wedding and sightseeing packages available, which include flights over the Strip at night. Now, that sounds pimp to me about this whole thing. Is, yeah, that sounds kind of cool. Yes, yes. Like a wedding thing. You know how, like, right after the wedding, you end up getting in the car? Like, that would be cool. You just go right to the airport. You know, if it's at night, go up in the air and then, like, fuck as you fly over the Strip. <laughs> <laughs> <That> sounds awesome. <laughs> And for some reason, if the only thing that makes you uncomfortable about this experience is having the pilot hear you sexing in the plane, it is clarified that he will be wearing noise-canceling <laughs> headsets.
0: Can't hear what you're doing, so just go ahead and do that. Right. I have no clue what's happening. Right. No. <laughs> right. It sounds, it sounds safe and secure. Um, what is that aroma? That's musky. <laughs> it's it's badussey. <laughs> you remember that from How to Be a Player of yes. Booty, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooty, dick, and pussy. Right. It smells like <laughs>
1: now, in an attempt to somehow calm those concerned about boning and the previous guest's bodily <laughs> fluids, it's clarified that after each flight, the plane's passenger quarters are completely cleaned and all the bedding is replaced. Oh, however, that's good news. however. The service also advertises that part of your experience includes a liberator wedge, which is a pillow of sorts used to help position your female partner's playground so that she
0: may also be able to orgasm yourself. I feel for bad it. for those those of you out there who require such things. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a sad story.
1: Right. Now, this heart wedge advertised, runs about $60, and it isn't clear if you get to keep this sex aid along with the picture that is taken next to the craft post-coitus experience, <laughs> but if you don't, I would be leery of using this, because it would require a steam cleaner, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, lastly, if you're thinking that this is something special that would get you over that hurdle and into group sex, think again, because the experience can only accommodate two passengers. <laughs> 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 this sounds creepy.
0: <laughs> sounds like a cesspool in the air. Yes, yes. <laughs> but there you go. So many options, Brian. So many. Be interesting to just take it, just to kind of take a look at like the strip, but then get a blacklight just to disturb yourself even more.
1: <laughs> you know what? You know what I, I envision is, you know, as I as I let off in the story of one of these giant douchebags who've got the, you know, the. the Fantasy suite, and they've got the you know the, the greatest table service or whatnot, and it's like he's desperately trying to close the deal, and it's just not working. And he's kind of like, "Want a fucking a plane?" <laughs> like going, I got I got
0: eight hundred bucks.
1: Right? It's like, wow, Jesus Christ! You're gonna murder me if I don't have sex with you, aren't you?
0: <laughs> That's really yeah. I don't know. This whole thing sounds like a total disaster. Yeah, I, I would. Agree. You know, and I don't. I mean, what? Are, uh, you know, just changing the sheets is not going to do anything.
1: Right, I, yeah, even if you... Stri- I mean, I guess it's no... Uh, uh, you
0: hard. gotta sanitize all the walls and everything. Right, right. <laughs> because sometimes, you know, things are getting good. You let one off the chain. Sometimes it ends up, you know, You are in far the air, away. Brian. You are in the air. <laughs> it, yeah, it, uh, it It. ends up off-site, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's no grosser or worse than having sex in any hotel room anywhere, but it just yeah. sounds weirder. Because I guess that's
0: a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. But Whatever.
1: It still sounds weird <laughs>
0: yeah it does yeah because it's on a plane i don't know because I, I you know just, you just think like really close quarters and
1: i think i think you know what it is it's it's like when you know you're at a resort with friends or whatever and you retire to your room it's like everybody kind of knows that but it's like yeah well you know it's sleeping quarters they're like on that's where you guys are going to have sex but like, well, guess that but why? well now you said it and it's weird now
0: because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I know that while I'm in here, and you guys know that we're in here, that's going to be happening. Right. Odd. It's like you've ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, obviously we've had some. Oh, it doesn't prevent me. Yeah. Uh, it, exactly, it, well, I mean, it. Obviously, we've had some very candid conversations over the course of our friendship. Absolutely. So it's almost like I'm there with you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do, right That's, what <laughs> that's the experience. Is weird, which is weird, but cool at the same right? time. <laughs> All right, it, now this is probably a good time to move on to Prop Bets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting off this week for Prop Bets, um, beginning this week actually, Cosmopolitan will be, start broadcasting the animated works of British artist Tracy Emin for three minutes every hour. Uh, Cosmopolitan's multiple marquees will go black, then handwritten phrases with love as the theme will appear. Cosmopolitan says it's part of their ongoing efforts to showcase art in unexpected places.
1: I would mock them, but there's something (laughs) about the pretentiousness of trying to be more worldly that I kind of like. It's weird. Mm. Like, even if I don't... Like, we've made fun of many things that they've done in the PS3 studio. Like, remember the whole Panda T experience? Yeah, that was weird. Right, right. But it's one of those things It's like... Listen, I applaud your effort. It, I mean, I see where you're going with this. It's, thinking out
0: of the box, but sometimes it's better just to stay in the box.
1: Right. It's a really good idea sometimes that you, yeah. you put several layers of packing tape on that box. But, <laughs> Move it to a back room that no one
0: ever goes to. Right.
1: Yes. Uh, those of you looking for a fathead Vegas style, you only need be patient a little bit longer as Walls360.com partnered with UNLV Special Collections to create their vintage Vegas line no word on exactly when they will be available, but they will be five-foot-walled. Hmm. That's not badass bad in, in my world, but it's yeah. it also weird. It's the one thing about Fathead. You're like, oh, that's cool. And then like, you were to get something, you're like, really fucking weird that you have that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it.
0: You know, I see all the time like uh, the commercials and stuff like that where there's kids with their favorite athlete or cartoon character. I'm like, that looks stupid. I'd hate that.
1: Yeah. I, I would agree with you. I think the only thing I've ever thought was interesting about a fat head. you know, me being a logo guy. Like, I've always thought, oh, a giant logo, that'd be really cool. But even then, I'm like, I think that logo's a
0: little too big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, moving on. Downtown Grand's much-hyped rooftop pool experience picnic is now open to guests at the property. Expect a grand opening or something to draw attention to it in the near future. Yeah, they just kind of opened it in the spirit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> moon Nightclub at Palm is now closed. At Palms. It's, it's more than one. <laughs> moon Nightclub in my palm. Right? <laughs> a bunch but bunch of people hanging out there. <laughs> they, they have now closed to undergo the long-planned rebranding.
0: George Wallace will hang up his Kango <laughs> 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 on April 30th Hooray Vito Vegas did a story about a new company
1: in Vegas that offers customized large scale pranks they are called Las Vegas The Game for those of you interested we'll have a link I think pranks are kind of dumb and they're often cruel so I couldn't bring myself to read this whole article but far be it for me to force my tastes on
0: others you people do that each week when you download so it's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> Planet Hollywood proved that you don't need to have a nightclub to have nightclub douchery. Last week, police arrested a man accused of stabbing two other men after he was bumped into in, in the restroom at the property. Uh, no more details revealed except that none of the injuries were life threatening. Yeah,
1: I, you know that exact thing. You and I have been in those exact situations where somebody's just being overly aggressive, like fucking really, guy, really.
0: Yeah. Whatever. American- great. See, I just have to always remember with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I can't ever forget that. You're right, Brian. You have serious been, shit's going to go down. You have been blessed, and you need to be responsible with that. <laughs> I'm like a walking weapon. <laughs> Don't you have to register? You have to register. Yeah, every, like, two months, it sucks.
1: Listen, here it is. <laughs> Zoop. <laughs> Thud. Right. American Fish at Aria is closing and will be replaced this winter by a French bistro named Bardot Rossery. Bardot Brashear. Bardot
0: Brashier. That'll that's work, my, too. That's my, that's my best guess. <laughs> it's far more accurate than any attempt I could ever make. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Vegas Chatter is reporting the rumor that guests will begin enjoying the newly renovated rooms at the quad this fall sometime. There's still no word, however, or renderings for that matter on what those will even look like. Yep. All right. Well, that'll do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. It's time for Playing Vegas, the segment of our show where we report upcoming opportunities for entertainment outside of the normal residencies in Vegas. And for this week, Friday, Young the Giant is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan. That show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets will start at $37. Also for Friday, Wayne Brady will be at the Mirage. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $62. Friday through Sunday, Jason Alexander is performing
1: at Harrah's. That show is going to start at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $50.
0: On Saturday, Pacquiao vs. Bradley 2 is at the MGM Grand. That fight starts at 3 p.m. Tickets start at $164. Ellie Goulding is at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $48. And also for Saturday, 7 Dust is at Vinyl at Hard Rock. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets will start at $37.
1: And lastly, Sunday, Rita Rudner is at the Venetian. Her show is going to start at 8.30. Tickets start at $88.
0: That's going to do it for playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas Deals. Vegas deals where we try to help you save a few bucks in planning your trip or while you're in Vegas. First for this week, Mirage Dinner and Show Deal is what we've got for you. You can save 15 to 25% off of Terry Fader, Boys to Men, or Beatles Love Tickets if you book this deal. They have seven deals at restaurants like Stack, Cravings, and BLT Burger ranging in price anywhere from 26 to 50 bucks. There's no expiration date on this deal. However, you do have to call to book. Yeah. Awful. Uh, for those of you interested, we will have a link on the blog with more information. Yep. I, uh, I went
1: to Mirage's website, if you can tell, this week. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Uh, the next one we've got is a Mirage room deal. You can receive a $50 food and beverage credit just for booking a minimum two-night stay at the Mirage. It's good for stays now through December 26th, but you must book by
0: April 29th. And, of course, blackout dates do exist. Naturally. And finally, we've got a Manzi discount. Uh, you're not like this. Yeah. Depending on the show you'd like to see, Mirage residents uh, have various offers for military, students, and locals. All require current ID to book. Boys to Men offer 25% off tickets for locals, 30% off for military. Beatles Love Discount gives 30% off to students, 35% off for military, and locals can also get two tickets for $99 on Sundays. Terry Fader gives 40% off for military and 30% off for locals, and these deals currently have no expiration date. All right. So that's going to do it for Vegas Deals. Let's move on to Coming Attractions. Coming Attractions is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. All right, we've got a list of some entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies in the future for you. First of which is Lady Gaga has announced that she will have a second tour date in Vegas in 2014. This one on Friday, August 1st. Show will start at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $45. Earlier this year, she announced a show July 19th at the same property.
1: Jerry Seinfeld is performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace Friday and Saturday, September 5th and 6th. Shows start at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $75.
0: Andrea Bocelli is performing at the MGM Grand on Saturday, December 6th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $89. Widespread Panic is at the Join at Hard Rock Wednesday through Friday, July
1: 2nd through the 4th. Show is going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $55.
0: The Dan Band, a.k.a. the Wedding Band and The Hangover and Old School and others, Mm -hmm. is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Monday, May 5th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $34. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, let's go to the river.
1: And then we'll skip the river and go right on to listener feedback. Everybody's slipping, Brian, and I don't have time to schedule my entire (laughs) life around recording additional segments to fill in here. Oh, oh, that's right, I'm writing a weekly show. So maybe you should just be grateful about what you're getting. (laughs) I love how I've created this whole thing in my mind. Like people are like, what the fuck, man? Where's the river segment? Like people are like, no, I've recorded this all weekend. It's it's not here. Right. They're like Damn it, Mark. (laughs) Right. They're like, dude, we're we're happy with you know what you
0: put out. It's a good show.
1: Oh, is it a good (laughs) show? Is it a fucking good show? Is that what it is? You fucking
0: make you know, whatever, man, whatever. You don't know how to work with actors, man. That's what that is. (laughs) Should adapt it for podcasting. Brilliant. Yes.
1: But we do have an email for you. This one coming to us from Stuart from Moscow.
0: Why don't you read what he he wrote? Yeah. Uh, Stu wrote, well, I am just shocked to the core about the latest podcast and discussion about accents. I mean, how can you mix up England, Scotland, and Britain? Uh, Maybe because we don't fucking live there and never been there before. Or care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Britain is the collective name for England, Scotland, and Wales, hence... I think when you were contrasting the Scottish accent with something, you meant to contrast it with English, and there is no such thing in this context as a British accent. Yeah. And when you add Northern Ireland to Britain, you get the United Kingdom. And you know, I should know that from going to Epcot, as often as <laughs> <but, you know, laughs> I You know, I, I'm just there for the beer. So, right,
1: right. And you know what the weird thing? If you're like, oh, he's got an English accent, like, well, what is that? What is that? That could be an American accent. Well, I guess I guess you would say American accent. Never mind. My entire point is, is and, and Americans
0: mo- don't have accents unless you're from the South or from a couple different places. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Just forget that we mentioned that we don't have them. <laughs> Just forget about all of it. It didn't happen. Right. It didn't happen. Uh, he did go on to write a PS. Uh, I just signed up for my most extravagant slot tournament ever in June. It's a $5,000 buy-in, winner takes all at MGM. If I win, I will be sending a share your way—a very, very small share. <laughs> <laughs> Props <Stew. laughs> to. That is awesome. Props to. And
1: you know what though? When I complimented him on his alias, that son of a bitch said, "Yes, I only use it when emailing fairly insignificant items that require no comment, but maybe of interest." <laughs> This man has tapped into my adoration of insult humor. That's so good. I feel a kindred
0: spirit with (laughs) him. Always a pleasure. Um, I guess I guess I guess my takeaway from this, because I don't really have the relationship you do with him. My takeaway from this is that we'll be expecting your your check. Oh
1: Ryan.
0: You know what? I, you would really get along with fucking Stu. <laughs> I've had extended
1: conversations about this. this guy will just randomly send me a picture of like the sweeties in. You know. He's <laughs> <It's just laughs> such a dick. <laughs> it's so great.
0: Uh, thank you for the email. I, I do like hearing from him. Even though I don't really know him like you, do. I do I do enjoy uh, when he sends something over to us one way or the other. Listener feedback is always a delight, Brian. Absolutely. All right, so that's going to do it for episode 128. Thank you guys all for listening, downloading, and everything else, spending your time with us. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories we reference on this week's show, you can do that on our blog. You can find all that information at 360VegasPodcast.com. If you'd like to send us some feedback like Prop did. Uh, you can do the 360 Vegas podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and um, nicely help others find uh, the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Right. Good, better, and different. We do like them all, but don't. <laughs> you don't have to make it bad if it's not right. You can just how-
1: email us directly if you want and just totally insult us. That I would love. Yeah, that's that. I, yeah, that's fine. One of my favorite emails ever is that person that fucking hated us or hated yeah, me. Yeah, was it uh, very uh, specifically STF.
0: hated me? Well, and then there was that STL whacker guy. Remember? See, that?
1: the thing that irritates me about that is that guy claimed that that he was just <laughs> he was pissed. just mad and drunk. Yeah, because of and the articles. problem is, is it's like the most what, what do they call it? The most relevant review. So it's like all these people are like, "On, yeah, I agree with this guy," but like that guy doesn't agree with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote us an email after the fact saying right. that it wasn't right. But regardless, it's the most relevant review uh, regarding our show. So thank you, STL whacker. Thank you. Yeah, you know what though? For like, your for it, your it, aggravation it. over baseball.
0: <laughs> uh, where was I ah yes we're also all over social media as you're probably already aware uh, you can find links to all of those at the blog as well and don't forget you can support the show very quickly and easily uh, and actually for you it's free except for your purchase if you shop at Amazon just go to our blog click on the Amazon banner and boom you make your purchase and you're giving us a little bit of a contribution as well without even knowing it there go. Well, you go you, you, some- you knew it because you went to the blog first right? <laughs> You get what I'm fucking saying. I know. You had a general idea.
1: <laughs> yes. So, uh, you watching the final four tonight?
0: Yeah, we'll be watching. What do you got? Um, what do you pull? Again, again, it's uh, I don't really care who wins. To be honest with you, just amusing. I don't have I don't have a bracket. I just care about the scores. Yeah, wait. So I mean, squares.
1: I don't I don't do brackets either. But I'm pulling for somebody when I watch. Are you not pulling for anybody? I pull myself.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't care. Actually, um, I don't know. I hate to say this, but um, you know, probably Kentucky. See, for my amusement,
1: I'm gonna go Kentucky and UConn, and UConn takes it national championship. Hmm. I don't really care, honestly. I, I just it's one of those things like you're watching a game, and you know what's funny in in college, like especially in the tournament, for some reason, such I like, don't really care. Like I'll go into a game going, okay, I'm gonna root for this team to win. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like to play like the like the the per round bracket kind of a yeah. thing. Right. Um, so it's like I'll root for this team, but I've noticed that if I'm watching a game and the other team starts playing good, like not like they start winning and I turn code on them, but I'm like if they're playing good, like great court vision, phenomenal passing, you know, awesome offense, It, it just whatever it is, it's really impressing me. Like I'll switch allegiances mid game, like going, well, these people are just entertaining. <laughs> I'm going with. I them. like
0: them. I like them better now. Right. <laughs> right. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Still, want, I kind of want them to win, but you, you're, you're boring me a little bit. Right. Uh, I kind of understand. Yeah, that's why I like playing the squares. It makes every game interesting. I care more about the about the score, and and plus, there's some significant money in it for me this round. So and next, obviously. So. Well, there you go. We shall see what happens. All right. Well, enjoy yourself, sir. You have a good evening. Yep. We'll see you next week.